0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Ryan and Rush Show. On today's episode, we discuss who should be the next head coach of the West Virginia basketball program. All ahead on The Ryan and Rush Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Ramblin' Rush, he's Moneyline Mac. We are The Ryan and Rush Show. And we're getting right into it. Ryan, we did an episode yesterday giving Bob Huggins a tribute and a well-deserved tribute. And obviously we hope he's getting the help that he needs. Um, We also went into detail about kind of, we felt that the internal candidates would be the best way to go um, to replace Bob Huggins, specifically Josh Eilert. And we'll talk about him a little bit more here in a second. Um, We got some great feedback from fans. And of course, um, we always want to give the fans what they want. And the information they crave. And one of the fans reached out and said that he would like to see um, an external candidate episode. And we thought, absolutely, Uh, we probably should have explained that a little more yesterday. But always happy to hop back on and podcast some more. Um, Mm -hmm. And before we get into it, Ryan, let's talk about kind of to reiterate uh, why we believe Josh is the best person from the job. Especially with you being formerly in that building and um, worked closely with Josh Eilert. Why do you think he should be the next head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers?
1: Yeah. To reiterate our point from yesterday, um, he has been with hugs for 15 years from GA to um, video coordinator, to director of basketball operations, to assistant coach, and now hopefully head coach. Um, He's kind of worn all the different hats, worked his way up. And I also think um, you look at last time that hugs left the situation it was Kansas state in the year 2007 to come back home to West Virginia. And you look who replaced him. It was a guy that everybody kind of knocked for not having the experience. Kind of like everybody's knocking Josh for his experience right now. That guy's name was Frank Martin. And I think that worked out pretty well for K state kind of sprung them into their glory days and, and what's been a great 15 year run for that program. And, and just reiterate the, when you've had a su- level of sustained success from 15 years, 16 years under the Hugs era, um, it's the right move to promote within to a younger guy to see if you can continue the Hugs era with a younger voice to ho- hopefully flourish and take this program to another level.
0: Hello, Rambling Rush here, and we'll take you back to your episode momentarily. The Ryan and Rush Show is on its way to monetization, and we need your help. Please subscribe to our show if you haven't yet, and let your friends know all about it. The Ryan and Rush show is your source for West Virginia sports. And our goal is to make this our full-time job and to give you the best news and analysis available. Again, that's the Ryan and Rush show. Please subscribe today and share with all your friends. Now back to the episode. Two additional points with Josh too is one is this, this super team. I'll I'll say the, the team that we have a lot of high hopes for that we've put together through the transfer portal. Uh, We want to keep those guys together, of course. And obviously Josh Mm -hmm. being part of their recruiting um, gives them a familiar face and and maybe more comfortable uh, and has a better chance of these guys staying here. Additionally, if you are Ren Baker, the AD looking at this and say, Hey, kind of similar idea to what he did with Neil Brown is let's keep Neil Brown. It buys me more time to not force on a coach to make the right decision when that time comes around. Um, And and similar to this, you put the interim tag on Josh, you know, you make, you give Josh a year to see what he is capable of. And, you know, all these guys who are about to go through our names being thrown around, they're going to be available in April as well to to come here. At least with Josh, you absolutely know one. He either, you know, hopefully it keeps the band together. And you know, one, this is actually our guy. Sometimes you stumble into the guy, like you brought up Frank Martin there, right? Ryan. And then, or, or two, you find out, do you know what? Wasn't ready yet. It's we'll, we'll move him back to assistant coach or Josh may find an opportunity elsewhere and we will hire the right guy. So I think from Ren Baker's standpoint, I think from, from, you know, the Mountaineer standpoint, I, it just, to me and to us, I think this is the move that makes the most sense. However. There are some great candidates out there, obviously June being a very tricky time um, with, with programs already going, uh, NIL closed, excuse me, transfer portal closed, and some you know, NIL deals already signed. Here's what we know for a fact, Ryan, of who's not going to be the head coach, uh, no matter what other outlets want <laughs> to, to bring up. We know that Joe Missoula is not going to be the head coach. Guys, from we we already know from our sources inside this hasn't been made public. He he declined an interview. He's clearly it was reported yesterday um, that that him and um, uh, the Cavs GM why can't I Mike Can't Mike Ganzi and Ganzi yeah. were on a call. And we'll get to Missoula here in a little bit, especially as we talk about Jared Allen. But he's not going to be the next coach. Beeline's also not going to be the next coach. Just thank goodness for what Beeline did for this program before Hugs to get us on the right foot to kind of start what is now again, a top 20 program, uh, but he, we need, we need young blood. We need to move forward. B-line's from a different era. He's been in the NBA for a while. Now it's time for some young, fresh, innovative minds. Jay Wright is not coming out of retirement. Hate to hurt everyone now, but he's not coming out of retirement. Um, and then we know that Dusty May has been throw, thrown around from FSU. He, excuse me, FAU, Florida Atlantic. He is not leaving Florida Atlantic Um, He was just in the final four. He, what potentially may have a top 10 team um, coming in this year, maybe next day, who knows what happens next April, if maybe he then becomes around in April. But for right now, Dusty May is not leaving FAU. So Ryan, that leaves us what we believe to be the four candidates, external candidates for this job. Um, And obviously some, we'll go through them, each person we like more than others. Andy Kennedy out of UAB, uh, Jared Calhoun. Um, Youngstown state, both of those hug hugs guys, uh, Ben McCollum, um, I'm going to mix up all the locations. Is it, it's North Missouri. Northwest
1: Missouri Missouri state,
0: Northwest Missouri state. I wanted to say North Missouri state, but then, you know, you got to be right. Uh, division two school, uh, and then Pat Kelsey, uh, from the college of Charleston. So we'll start with Andy Kennedy. So a very familiar face in the program
1: out of UAB, Ryan, what can you tell us about AK? So, uh, if you're gonna go external and have an opportunity to keep maybe the coaching staff intact and in the transfer portal class, like everybody's talked about, Andy Kennedy would be the guy. He's coming. He's at UAB. We've played UAB the last couple years, Um, but he's a hugs guy. Uh, Anybody that knows hugs knows that him and Andy Kennedy are really good friends. Andy Kennedy spoke at our coaches clinic in 2019. Great guy, a great personality, funny as hell. Um, and honestly, I think if it was in April, he would be a great candidate. But he he replaced Hugs as well um, when he departed Cincinnati. He was the interim, ironically, in the year two thousand five and two thousand six. Um, and he went twenty one and thirteen, and they just they were on the first four out and were in the NIT before he went to Ole Miss for uh, eleven years, where he's all time winningest coach. He's a good basketball coach. Culturally, he would fit as well. I think West Virginians would like him. Um, He would be, if I had to give an external pick who I would like, it would be Andy Kennedy because he knows hugs. You would keep the hugs guys intact, the money people, the donors, and the staff, and hopefully the roster as well. So I think you could continue the continuity with Andy Kennedy. However, I don't think he's going to take the job me personally I think he's leveraging the situation to get more money at uAB if I had to put my money on it
0: and we know too he is he is a uab guy so Correct. there there is there is something about being kind of a big fish in a small pond something we brought up on yesterday's show as well there are mm. family dynamics there are spouse dynamics I'm not familiar with the you know these guys were going over with and everything about their family lives but it's just more that is a dynamic that plays into this and you know he you're absolutely right he could leverage it leverage this to get more money from UAB and you know stay in what he's doing you know especially if you being at Ole Miss being at Cincinnati he was at big power five schools so Mm -hmm. this may be his um I don't want to say retirement and I don't want to say anything, but this may be the gig that he wants to one, be comfortable, but then take UAB to the next level. And and we all know UABs, they're joining the American next year, right? Correct.
1: Them FAU. And um, I'm drawing a blank. UTSA is also joining. So they're, they're a part of that movement up and or Texas, ironically. Yes. Um, Rem Baker's old school. The other thing with Andy Kennedy, I'm not sure he wants to replace hugs once again. Like he replaced him at Cincinnati. Like he's already done that thing. And I also, from an administration side of things with the way, unfortunately it ended with hugs. I don't know if they want to tie themselves to a hugs guy long-term right off the bat. Andy Kennedy is a hugs guy. So I don't know if, if this would be the route that they would want to go, but externally, this would be the guy if, if we had to choose to keep the uh, staff intact. Hey everyone, Moneyline Mac from the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia Sports. As we wrap up year number one on the Ryan and Russ show, we can't thank you enough for your loyalty and support. And as we transition into year number two, we need your help. We need you to get over there and subscribe. It takes 10 seconds out of your day and really helps out the show. The future is bright in West Virginia Athletics, the Big Twelve, and of course the Ryan and Russ show. And we can't wait to be with you every step of the way bringing you the necessary content and information you need. So remember, subscribe, and let's go Mountaineers.
0: A uh, point that was brought up yesterday on the show too, and I guess this is more, I would say an Andy Kennedy point, is especially since his alma mater is UAB, and that's where he is right now. Mm-hmm. My guess, and I don't know how, this could be 1%, I, I don't know how much this plays into his thought process, but you don't, I know some p- coaches don't want to be looked at Is they left their program hanging, especially when it's their program from where they graduated. You want to keep, you know, um, your name clean, right? I, like I said, I don't know how much that factors into his decision making, but my guess is there'll be some people at UA because then now UAB needs to find a coach. And my guess is they probably just get someone from within. Um, but you, you do leave them out to dry a bit. And you know that I'm not saying it tarnishes a coach reputation. It is business at the end of the day but could be part of the decision
1: process as well.
0: And um, rush yes.
1: for what it's worth, he has a loaded class coming into UAB as well sure. and he's been 78 and 25 in 3 years and they're on the verge of taking that thing to where FAU is. So, like you said, it, the timing for him isn't right in my opinion and your opinion.
0: I agree. I agree. And like we said, I you know, we'll get to the, these next three guys, but all these guys are going to be around in April again. So, it's it kind of goes back to why why you know it yeah. buys you a year buys Rimbreaker breaker a year. Next one we'll talk about Jared Calhoun from Youngstown State. Um, our guess is especially since Missoula has been you know was on the uh, call yesterday with Gansey, Um, and that Calhoun worked with Missoula at Fairmont State. That this may be Missoula's guy. Um, just putting puzzle pieces together. Um, we know that he's totally turned around the Youngstown state program, his record does not reflect what actually he he's done there. Uh, only yeah. 500 record, but when your program that you inherit is absolutely in the trash, uh, 500 record, a lot of, you know, a lot of fans would support that. So what are your thoughts, Ryan on Mr. Jared Calhoun?
1: Uh, I like Jared, Jer- Jared, uh, Calhoun is a friend of the program as well, the Ryan and Russ show. So, uh, Calhoun, uh, spent time with hugs as well. Um, at Cincinnati and West Virginia, he was the ops guy before being promoted to assistant coach. And I believe 20, 2009, and he finished up, uh, those last couple of years as assistant coach before taking the Fairmont state job. And he did a great job there. And he went, he, uh, got to the national championship before taking the Youngstown state job. And, and you mentioned it, his record doesn't reflect the job he's done there. He just finished his sixth year. They won the horizon, but he mm, took over a dump. Right. I mean, the, the program, at, in a 20 year span before that finished like last like 15 out of 20 years. So it was a complete rebuild, rehaul job by Jared Calhoun. I still don't think the timing's right with Jared either. I think Jared's a really good basketball coach. Um, one of his assistant coaches is a, is a good friend of mine, Ben Asher, who was a manager for hugs as well. I, I think that they are on the verge of potentially winning the horizon again this year. And I think this time come, uh, come next April, He's going to be a really, really attractive guy for a for a high major gig. I
0: w- I would agree with that. It's we we need to see a little more. I mean, coming off that yeah. that Horizon League win, let's see another year, um, another guy available in April, and, and and see how he responds to that. Uh, because while it is, fa- I mean, part one right is you inherit something that's not good to turn it around. Good check mark. Yeah. He did that. Part two is then to establish the culture of winning. So that's that's what we still need to see from. More than capable of doing it. We hope he does it. And but another guy that come around April. Um hopefully is, is if we're looking for a coach at that time, um, someone there. Um, last two guys, Ryan, and we'll go about them individually. Uh Ben McCollum, who we talked about, D2 guy from northwest Missouri State. Want to make sure you get yeah. all that. And and Pat Kelsey, uh Charles, College of Charlestown. Um, Charleston, sorry. So so many uh, locations going on here when we do all the all the the coaches show. Um, we'll start off with Ben Ryan. What what can you tell us about Ben McCollum?
1: He's a winner. Um, but like for the next two candidates, if you're hiring those guys, you can tank on next year. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. you're throwing next year in the trash. You're you're signing up for an eight and twenty three and a and a two and eighteen or two and sixteen in Big Twelve play. Because you're not going to be able to retain the staff and the and the transfer guys, so I mean, if and I don't think that this is this is the era where you want to go to a three to four year rebuild. That's not what college athletics is anymore with an NIL collection that we have and the transfer portal class. So I don't see. I think honestly, reading between the lines, they him and Wren both worked at Northwest Missouri State. I think this is a. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. I'm going to get you on the national stage, get your name out there to get uh, McCollum a Missouri Valley job next year, so that he can jump from the Division Two level to a high level mid-major job. So two three years uh, down the road, he can hire him at a high major.
0: And like we said too, it's kind of how uh, Danny Ainge did it with Joe Missoula from an NBA yes, standpoint too. Exactly when he brought him in for the Jazz, and then you know ends up the Celtics coach when you know E-May goes down. Um, something about, uh, McCollum too, is there was a lot of, um, resistance for, for the women's job going the D two route out. So mm-hmm. if there's resistance there, I, I'm under the same. I, 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 agree with what you're saying. This is a scratch my back, scratch yours type of thing. And you're kind of, you're hoping he gets that next, not that same, maybe we'll look yeah. at him five to 10 years from now, but definitely not right now.
1: And, and I'm the last person to knock a high school coach or division two coach, but you need to be able to show a bigger sample size, in my opinion. We can't yesterday get on the show and sell this as a top 15 to 20 job, and then we're saying hire a guy from a Division two that doesn't mm-hmm. have any Division one experience. So that, that's, that's, what, that's our two cents on it. Not saying he's not a great coach and he wouldn't be the right guy down the road, but you can't, you can't sell this to your fan base as the right hire right now, especially oh. in June, like, like we keep coming back to. Absolutely. It would definitely be a high risk, high reward hire. And we want to make something clear
0: as well. If Josh doesn't get the job, if Andy Kennedy doesn't get the job, whoever they give the job to on our list, or maybe there's, we'll talk about dark horse candidates later in the episode, Ryan, but we, they will have, maybe, maybe we'll be confused by it, but they will have our support. Everyone does get the chance to, to start fresh, to start the program. And we want to win no matter who it is. At the end of the day, we want the coach who's going to win. Maybe, you know, in mid-June we disagree, but we're also not getting paid the big bucks to make this decision either. We're just mm-hmm. seeing it from our perspective as well. So I want to make that clear just because if Ben McCollum gets the job, we're not going to be like, start trashing him. We will want him to win. So want to make that clear too. Um, kind of finishing up, and then we'll get to Dark Horses, Ryan. Pat Kelsey, don't think they're
1: going to be hiring a Xavier guy here, here in Morgantown. Well, at least you would hope not. No, I... <sighs> I, I don't know how you sell this one either. He's been great at college Charleston. He was great mm-hmm. at Winthrop, but he is literally the opposite of what uh, everything Bob Huggins is. So like, if you want to keep the hugs, I think one of the dynamics is still keeping hugs and the yeah. hugs guys around because they're, they're, they're money guys. I mean, you can't just completely throw Bob Huggins to the side. I don't care. Yes. What happened and how it ended was awful, but what he has done and elevated this program into what this job is now is another thing. And, and he's done a lot better or a lot more good than he did bad. So yeah, you can't just completely go against what, what Bob Huggins said for And I'm just not a Pat Kelsey and a Xavier guy. I don't think it's the right fit. I'm not saying he's the, he, he's a really good basketball coach and they had a great year at Charleston. They won 30 plus games, but he is not, he's not a good fit here in my opinion.
0: I'll say another thing too, about, Kind of the the Bob Huggins, ren Baker balance, and here's what I mean: is you said it absolutely perfect, right? Is we need to keep the Bob Huggins fan base, boosters, donors, anyone there happy and still close to the program because Correct. we, you know, we'll give Bob Huggins some space, we'll give him time, but he he's we he should be celebrated, and we know this, you know, it's going to take some time, but when you look at his career in a whole, I absolutely did way more way more good than bad. And unfortunately the, you know, the bad things weren't right. And you know, he's figuring that out. But when the time is right, is you want to keep one, that group together, but two, celebrate him down the road. But the other dynamic to this is, and I think this is what was great about hein Ren Baker, is he exposes you to a whole new network of potential coaches, staff, anything like that. So it's kind of finding that balance, right? Is how do we keep the hugs guys? And how do we take advantage of this new network that Wren has been able to, to introduce to Morgantown kind of go, you know, back to our Josh and Andy Kennedy arguments, but those, those are the, the balance that you're looking for with these candidates. And I would agree that Pat Kelsey would not be someone that would fit this balance.
1: Couldn't agree more. And Andy, like for example, Andy Kennedy, and Josh Eilert are really good friends because like Andy Kennedy, the year he was out of coaching, he, 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 he spoke at our coaches clinic. Who was the guy running the coach, Josh Eilert. So Mm -hmm. like there's already a relationship built there and there would be chemistry right off the bat. So it just goes back to our, our, our common theme of these last two episodes is Josh is our pick because we want to keep the roster intact and we think Josh can do the job and will do and will do the job to get this team and program back to the NCAA tournament for a second straight year and have a chance to advance. So, and then you evaluate at the end of the year. And if, you, if at the time Ren thinks it's best to move on, and then he has the biggest set of a pool of coaches to choose from rather than trying to rush a hire here at June the 20th um, it, almost into early July. I mean, everybody saw the report that um, these transfers can go wherever they want in the next 30 days. And by the way, also, I can tell you for a fact from the different conversations I've had, you've had, I know for a fact, this is a fact, There are other coaches already messaging our players saying we will match your NIL offer if you come here and if you decide to leave West Virginia. And you guys can guess who it is. I mean, (laughs) one of the Hmm. programs that it is poached uh, our All-American Center uh, a couple of years ago. So you can connect the dots and read between the lines there.
0: Yep. So. It's it, definitely it, it, a lot of it, dynamics that Ren's yeah. trying to juggle was, right now.
1: It was a little bit of real talk there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. no, it's just, <laughs> not fantasy it's land for on this talk. Yeah. No,
0: it's you know, of course, shocker, programs yeah. tampering. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a couple dark dark horses. Um, Ryan is I yeah. my and this is actually not a dark horse. This is someone that if they go the interim route, that may be available next April. If you know, jo- say Josh or. It, Ends up not being the guy, um, and this you know it's little hard. It is Darius Nichols? Um, it's yeah. too bad, of course, his incident, um, and hopefully you know he especially learns from that, and you know learns from a most recent incident that we don't need to talk about again. But another fantastic coach probably needs to spend some more time at Radford. Hopefully he has a good winning season coming up. But it that's someone that could be around next April. I don't know if you have anyone
1: in addition to that April or even now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off off of uh, your your Darius Nichols angle because I think it's a fantastic one. And yes, um, Darris is entering his third year at Radford. Took over where he's from. Uh, everybody remembers when West Virginia had to go to play Radford and they gave the keys of the city to Darius. Um, <laughs> Hugs was thrilled that we uh, had to go to Radford and play. That was a John Beeline scheduling uh, game. But uh, anyway, yeah, D- Darris is entering his third year at Radford. They won 11 games and they jumped all the way to 21. They have a really talented roster through the portal um, and, and a really good coaching staff there. James Herring, another former West Virginia manager, his brothers on staff, Shane Nichols. They have a chance, a really good chance here to make another jump where you can win 27, 28 games, get to the tournament, maybe pull an upset. So that's what we're talking about where you give the keys to Josh for a year drive the car and see where it goes. And then at the end of April, you open yourself up to a bigger pool of candidates. Darius Nichols is a guy that I think everybody would be on board with. I mean, he played point guard here. He's uh, I think he set the all time record for games played at West Virginia. One of the most all time winningest players in the West Virginia era, the beeline era that everybody talks about the hugs era. He'd be a great candidate. Uh, other guys down the road that could be available next April. You, you keep talking about, we keep talking about the mid majors. There's a lot of good MAC schools. The MAC yeah. was one of the better leagues. Uh, you got Akron. John Gross has been around the block. Um, you got Kent State. Rob Sendroff, and Ohio U with uh, Jeff Bowles. But the, the, those guys aren't realistic candidates right now. And it just keeps going back to the theme that the right decision at the at, on June the 20th is to promote Josh, give him the keys, keep this roster intact, keep the staff intact, and let's see where the season goes.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. And I have a feeling with uh, July 1st around the corner, then uh, West Virginia fiscal year and being state employees, uh, and a lot of people needing to know if they have a job or not, uh, we're going to have the answer here. My guess is by the end of the week at the latest. So um, stick around. We'll we'll definitely, the second, we kind of view this as part one was yeah. yesterday, the Huggins tribute, uh, the internal hire, the internal side of it too. Today's the external. And then when a coach is announced, we'll, we'll debrief on there. So.
1: And, and one last thing, Rush, to, yeah. to kind of wrap this show up in a bow is I, I think Ren is doing the right thing by hiring the National Search Committee, Um, get to talk to some guys, cross all his T's, dot his I's, and I, I think it makes it look good on paper that he did a national search, but I think in the end he is going to look, look internally, and then it just opens up. He's already had discussions with people, find up his list that he keeps talking about for next April.
0: I like it. I like it. And then you kind of start on next April as it begins. And of course we want the best at the end of the day is even though we're cheering on Josh is we want the best person who's going to win at this position for the job. So absolutely. Ren should do his national searches. He should cross all his T's dot all his i's. He needs to do his due diligence as well. And of course that's a process we absolutely respect. So we will, I have a feeling we're not sure when our exact next episode is, but have a feeling it'll uh, it'll be sometime soon coming up. Uh, when they announce a coach Um, don't forget to subscribe to the show Uh, we still have Eric Stevenson that we need to talk to so much keeps going on uh, Ryan and of course he's in the middle of trying to prep for the NBA draft and uh, doing team workouts as well so we'll catch him in the next couple weeks maybe when things kind of start to settle down from this coaching hire so love you all hopefully the right coach is picked and uh, let's go Mountaineers let's go Mountaineers